Welcome to the Christian Life Austin Sunday Morning Message. Today's sermon is entitled, Oh, But You Can, by Lead Pastor Rex Johnson. I'm starting a little series today that I, I'm excited about. I won't be lengthy today. I won't be long today. Uh, but I have a little series I want to I start today, and, and it's simply entitled, Oh, But You Can. I read a story about a wedding video, and the video was shot from the back of the church, looking up the aisle toward the bride and the groom. And because of the camera angle, you could see several members of the congregation. And suddenly, during the vows, a man jumped up from his pew and yelled, Yes! 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 And pumped his fist. Then he froze and slid down in his seat and sheepishly took off his headphones. It turned out he'd been listening to an Alabama-Auburn game, and his favorite team had just scored. I trust that you are attuned today to the NFL, but I trust that you won't be jumping up and down over a football score today, but I trust you'll hear the word of the Lord. God created the earth in six days, splendid, incredible beauty, made a perfect world for man, sun rose, Sunset, moon reflecting the sun was lit, was the light by night, lit by the sun. Rivers flowed, oceans rolled, fish swam, birds sang, animals fed on the green of the earth. Then on the sixth day, God made man, and in no time at all, man had messed up God's creation. The world was in shambles because of sin, and Two people caused God to curse four things. He caused God to curse the man with the sweat of his brow, the woman with childbearing pain, the ground with thorns and thistles, and the serpent would crawl on his belly for the rest of his days. Amazing how sin can mess up a perfect world. The world was foiled by a serpent called Satan. What does a God do when he's created perfection only to see it destroyed so quickly? What was God's response? How did God react? What did God do? Well, God reacted like we almost always have to do sometimes when our world is messed up and chaos abounds. Here's what God did. God had to find a starting point, another starting point. He had to begin again. So he looked to Cain and Abel, no good fortune there. He looked to Seth, wasn't there. Tried 969 years with Methuselah, but it didn't happen. Noah did find grace in the eyes of the Lord, built an ark and saved eight people, came out, got drunk, committed immoral sin. God said, well, I need to move on. But one day, one day, there was a man in the earth of the Chaldees that God spoke to his heart, and the man answered to God. And so God makes Abraham a deal. He said, here's what's going to be the deal, Abraham. I will be your God. And in essence, he said, if you and your progeny will be my people, I'm going to be your God. I want you to be my people and I will bless you and I'll make you be a blessing to all people. And all I require of you is that you trust me enough to obey the commands that I give you and say yes. Would you say yes right now? And say yes to me. Yes to me. Abraham became the father of faith. Because he said yes, 
Yes, I will let you be my God. Yes, my people will be your people. And he trusted the mighty God. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 says, For all the promises, would you say it, all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen. Until the glory of God by us. According to theologians, there's over 7,000 promises in the Word of God. And not one of them has a nay or a no attached to it. Every promise of God is yes. Aren't you glad that you serve a yes God? There are some people that say when they pray that God says no. God will never say no. He'll just say not now. Because God hears prayer and God has a yes for you in his promises that he's promised to you. And because things sometimes don't get answered the way you think they ought to get answered, you think God has said no. But God never makes mistakes. Matthew 5 and 37 says, let your yes be yes. Say, let my yes be yes. And let my no be no. For whatever is more than these, watch this now, is of and from the evil one. I was privileged to hear Racehorse Haynes argue for a client, argue for a, a, a person that he was trying to get out of a, a, a situation in his life. He was a defense attorney. And I was privileged to go, and he had such character and charisma that I went back several times to hear him talk. And, 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 and the way he asked questions of witnesses, he would ask the question and say, okay, answer me yes or no. And there's, there was a guy that got on the, on, the, on the stand that thought he was smarter than Mr. Haynes. And he said, well, here's how it was. He said, no, sir, I don't want to know how it was. I want to know yes or no. I don't want to know how it was. I don't want you to tell me the story. I will tell you the story because I'm the attorney. I've studied the story. You're here as a witness. I just want you to answer yes or no. I'm telling you there is a God in heaven that knows the story of your life better than you know the story of your life. And what he needs from you today is not an oh but. What he needs from you today is a yes in your life. You need to surrender a yes in your life. Does anybody have a problem saying yes? You know, the first thing we learned to say when we were kids was no. No. You almost have to be trained to say yes. But I want this church to declare today in the name of the Lord a great big yes. In fact, I want to change the title of this message right now. I think I'm going to redo the title right now. Put it up there. Oh, but yes, you can. Yes is the fulcrum of oh, but, and you can. Yes is the fulcrum. It's the middle point. It's the balance. If you get a yes spirit in your, oh, I feel like preaching today. If you get a yes spirit in your life, there is nothing that you cannot do. There is nothing that can hold you back. Because God is looking for an affirmative spirit in every one of us. The title is the same with one exception. There's a yes in there. Somewhere in your life, if you're ever going to walk in victory, you have to say yes to God. Somewhere in your life, if you ever want to have faith, you need to say yes to God. Somewhere in your life, if you're ever going to see consistency and you're ever going to see your family really come together, you've got to say yes to God. In the Old Testament, there's a call of a great prophet by the name of Jeremiah. And his call is undeniable. His call is personally addressed 
and divinely delivered it. And who among us has not dreamed of receiving such a direct and a clear and unequivocal call by God to a particular life, to a particular course of action, to a particular speech? Yet Jeremiah's first instinct, his immediate gut reaction to God's signed special delivery is no. Quick as he can, Jeremiah comes up with not one but two perfect reasons why he can't possibly do what God has announced in him to do. He says, first, I don't know how to speak. And secondly, I am only a boy. But I'm here to tell you, when God gives you a promise, when God tells you something that he wants you to do in your life, it don't matter how many excuses you come up with. It doesn't matter if you can't talk and you're only a kid. He has a way of talking you out of your no into his yes. Because he's a persuasive God. Aren't you glad he didn't give up on you when you said no the first time he called you? Aren't you glad he didn't give up on you? Aren't you glad he just kept coming back and saying, come on, come on, let me be your God. And finally, you gave him that overwhelming yes in your life. Oh, you will. God starts talking to you, you will. Don't ever say, I am only. Don't ever say that. Don't ever say, well, pastor, you know, you're a, you're a preacher and, and, and Ricardo's a singer and, and we got a choir and people teach. So I, I, I'm just only. Don't you ever say that. Don't you ever say I'm only. God's got something for everybody in this house to do. God has a call for you in your life. God has a ministry for you in your life. God has something for you to do in your life. God has something for you to be blessed with in your life. You quit saying I can't talk. You quit saying I am only. You say yes. You know what? Wouldn't it be a lot simpler if we would only wise up and learn to say no to the things that lead us astray and yes to the God of the universe? There's a dynamic congregational church that is found in Brantford, Ontario, named, you ready for this? They're named the Yes Church. Do you like that? Yes. You know, back, back in the day when, when somebody really wanted to make an affirmative statement, they'd say yes, and they'd, they'd clench their fist and hit their side. Yes! You ever had your mama do that to you? I've had her do it to me on my backside. Yes! Yes! I wish some of our men, I wish some of our men would stand up in the morning and say, yes, today's going to be a good day. Yes, today I'm going to have promotions in my life. Yes, today God's going to bless our family. Yes, today I feel like traveling on. Yes, today I feel the glory of the Lord in our house. Why don't some men in our church stand up and say, this is a day that I'm going to say yes, 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 yes to the Lord God Almighty. It's important. So how do I learn to say yes? First of all, you got to make up your mind. There are some people who can't seem to make up their mind. They want to always keep their options open. Make a commitment? Really? Okay, let me balance. Let me juggle a little bit. Make up your mind. You're not joining a party here. You're joining a body. Secondly, you need to give everything you are to everything God is. Wow. You need to receive Jesus in your mind. You need to receive him in your heart. You need to receive him in your body. You need to receive him with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, that you may represent and show Jesus to this world. And thirdly, when you say yes to God, it means you will be maligned and persecuted for saying no to some of the dictates and directives of the world. Because when you say yes to God, 
you have to say no to the world and no to the enemy and no to your flesh. Oh, it's getting quiet now. Because he said, let your yeas be yeas and your nays be nays. All God's promises are yeas, but he says some of you need to say nay in order to say yea in your life. I'm here to declare there ain't no devil big enough to keep me from committing to Jesus Christ in my life. There ain't no mountain high enough that I can't get over. There ain't no valley low enough that I can't walk through. Ain't no river wide enough I can't get over because I've got a divine yes in my life. And I remember when I said it, I can't say it for you, but I'll say it for me. Yes! Yes! I want you to have a divine yes in your spirit today. You know, I found this, I found this little, little phrase in my heart, and I want to write it down and... and it, it, it may just be a little side note, but many are engaged to the possibility of a miracle, but are not married to the miracle. Joseph, in the book of Matthew, if we can throw it up there, in the book of Matthew, Joseph wanted to put Mary away because she was expectant of the Holy Ghost. And he, he had a dream, and God woke him up, and he said, Joseph, Listen, listen, this is God talking. I want to tell you something. Don't you put her away. I want you to marry her. I want you to marry instead of expel. I want you to marry her. I remember when, when Patty and I <laughs> started dating. You know, you know, a lot of y'all are going to get shocked. But see, I'm not, I'm not for these long engagements. You understand that? Because you can get yourself in some trouble. These long engagements. When you get engaged, get married. But I'm, I'm for this. When you fall in love, get engaged. Well, I got options, you know. I got options. I'm a stud muffin. I got options. Yeah, when you marry, you're going to marry up too, big boy. She's going to calm you down a little. But, but the first date I ever had with Patty, we went to a place called Vargo's in Houston. They didn't even have a menu. They just have a talking menu. And I said, oh, God, I don't have enough money. I really don't. And I, I, I didn't carry a lot of credit cards with me then. Uh, but but I, I said, oh, God, they had, they had swans out there. They had peacocks. It was bad to the bone. That was my first date. Then we started going to Long John Silver and Whataburger. And <laughs> Three weeks. Are you with me? Three weeks after I started dating her, I looked at her and I at a Bennigan's. Now I, I'm sorry, it wasn't at the it wasn't at Eiffel Tower, it wasn't the Lena Tower Pizza, it wasn't in some big high Himalaya train going through the Himalayas. And I'm saying, oh my love, my dove, my undefiled, would you? No, no, no. It was at Bennigan's, and God said, now's the time. And I, I looked across at her, and, and you're going to think I'm goofy, but I said, how would you like to be Miss Rex Johnson? What? I didn't get on my knee. I didn't have a ring. I, how would you like to be? She said, well, you asked me to marry I said, yeah. I think the Lord is like that. I think the Lord is like that. I think the Lord wants to be your husband. I think he wants to be your bridegroom. I really, really do. And I think he don't like people just hanging around engaged to a miracle. I think he wants to wake you up in the middle of the night and say, you need to say yes to me right now. 
Don't just walk around saying, well, I like that church. I enjoy that place. I enjoy that man's preaching. I enjoy what he has to say. Why don't you say yes to Jesus today? Why don't you say yes to God today? Why don't you open up your heart and say, yes, 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 yes. I will surrender my life to you today. Quit being engaged to the possibility. You're only a commitment away from being married to the possibility of a miracle, not just engaged to it. John 14, verse 29 through 31. I'm going to read just the last verse. It said, but the world must learn that I love the Father. Jesus said this, and that I do exactly what the Father has commanded me. In other words, I say yes to the will of God. That statement that Jesus alone shook the gates of hell off its hinges. If Jesus obeys the will of the Father, it's going to be a bad day in hell. And when you start obeying the will of God, it's going to be a bad day in hell too. Come on, let's quit being engaged to this thing and let's get married to what Jesus has for us. Let me tell you something. The thing that's happening at Christian Life Church is not born of man. Man didn't create this. This is the Holy Ghost in this house. Will somebody help me right now? This is the Holy Ghost in this house. The Spirit of God is here. I'm just asking God to let me be a director of the Spirit because I can't fill up this house what God is doing for this house. But oh, Holy Ghost, come on down and bless us today. Come on down and touch us today and let the glory of the Lord abound and abide in all that we do in our life and our heart. Yes! Yes, yes, yes. There would be a whole lot less war in our lives and there would be a whole lot more obedience to God's word in our life if we learned to say yes. So I'm going to put it on the screen. I want you to keep it there for a while. Someone needs to say yes to the Lord. Someone just needs to do it. You really do. You need to say yes to the Lord. You need to say no to evil, no to the enemy, no to the world, no to your flesh, but yes to God. It's amazing. Pastor, is it that easy? Yeah. Let me tell you something. In a sense, the blessing of God hinges on two questions. Number one, does God want to bless humanity? Does he? And number two, does humanity want to be blessed? Anybody want a blessing here today? Anybody like a promotion on your job this week? Anybody like to have your family healed of the schisms? Come on, the fractions that are in your family? Anybody like for God to touch your body of the thing that's been bugging you for a long time? Anybody like to see God heal your family and your marriage today? Come on now. I'm telling you, does God want to bless you? Yes. Does humanity want to be blessed? Yes. Everything's a yes. Come on, let's become a yes people. Let's become a yes people. Let's become a yes people in the name of the Lord. In fact, I'm going to give you an amen slash yes litany. Here's your litany of affirmation. When I say these phrases, I want you to answer yes to me. What do you say if I tell you God is good? That's not good enough. You know, it's a little louder. Yes. What do you say if I tell you God created the world and all that's in it? What do you do? What do you say if I say God chose Abraham and Sarah to be the father and mother of God's people? What do you say when I tell you God delivered that chosen people out of slavery? And God will deliver you out of whatever enslaves your life. What do you say when I tell you God gave Moses a law so that the people might know and obey God and that God has given us some absolutes? What do you say when I tell you God spoke to Israel through prophets and priests and peasants? And God still speaks through prophets and priests and peasants. What do you say when I say God chose a young woman named Mary to bring the love of God to this world in the form of a helpless baby? What do you say when I tell you at the arrival of that baby Jesus, it was the incarnate word? 
What do you say when I tell you that God so loved the world that God gave and gave and gave and gave and gave? What do you say when I tell you that God raised Jesus from the grave and shattered death's power forever? And what do I tell you that that Jesus wants you to be married to him? He wants to be your husband. He wants you to be his bride. He wants this church to have an eternal yes. 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 Come on, yes. Come on, let's do it a little bit. Yes. 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 Wow. Now I'm fixing to preach. I got about five minutes. I know how to redeem the time. You got about five minutes. We're told in James 5 and 12, above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay be nay, lest you fall into condemnation. Now, I want to I I satisfy some people's heart because there's a lot of people mix sickness with sin and sin with sickness. And they scramble it all up and you don't know if it's sin or sickness. But Jesus tells you in the Bible that all sickness is not because of sin. In fact, when he healed that blind boy in John 9... They said, who did sin, Jesus? He or his parents that he was born blind. And Jesus said, neither. But the only reason he was born blind is so that I could pass him by one day. And I could heal him. And I could touch his eyes. He spit on the ground, made some spittle, said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. The man went and washed and came forth seeing. The man at the gate beautiful in Acts 3. When Peter and John said, silver and gold have I none, but such I have, I have, I'm going to give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he rose up, and his ankle bones received strength, and he went dancing into the house of the Lord. Wow. That's not a sin thing. But there's a man in John 5 at the pool of Bethesda that has an issue. He has a problem. And the problem is not a sickness problem. It is a sin problem. Now, let me preach to you. Will you you give me five minutes? Let me preach. It's a sin problem because Jesus identified it. Always notice what he says last. In verse 14, after he's healed him, after the man's gone to the temple, Jesus finds him and he says to him, sin no more, lest a worse thing come up unto thee. What he was saying is, I've delivered you out of a 38-year infirmity of helplessness and hopelessness because you allowed sin to be a yes in your life and my power and my presence to be a no in your life. So when Jesus walks up to him, He sees him laying there impotent, and he says, will you be made whole? And the man says, the man says, sir, I have no man to put me in the water. It's pretty easy to see 
when it sins the question and not sickness. Because sin always accuses somebody else of their improprieties. I have no man. And when the angel troubles the water, there's always another man gets in the water before I can get in there. In other words, always somebody running ahead of me and I can never be what that person is. So I'm just going to sit here and not be anything. And Jesus recognized it. Now let me tell you something, folks. If you've got sickness, we've got some of the greatest physicians in this church, bar none. We've got some of the greatest baby doctors. We've got some of the greatest just MDs. We've got some of the greatest practitioners. We've got some of the greatest uh, surgeons. We've got some of the greatest mind doctors. We've got, we got, we got psychologists. We've got chiropractors. We have people. I, 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 I stay well because I've got, a, I've got somebody that keeps me well chiropractor and 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 we've got we got people i've got i've got a doctor in this church we have a doctor in this church he's number one in america in post-concussion syndrome goes to this church and so if you've got a sickness doctors can help you but if you've got a sin question quit passing it off oh my lord quit passing it off to somebody else as an old song said it's not my brother not my sister, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. You need to understand that when you've got a sin problem, the only one you can turn to is Jesus Christ. The only one can heal you is Jesus Christ. The only one that can deliver you is Jesus Christ. The only one that can make you whole is Jesus Christ. Can somebody say yes? Can somebody say yes? Can somebody say yes? I feel healing in this house right now. I feel healing in this house right now. Somebody say yes. It doesn't matter if it's sickness or sin. Jesus is in the house to heal your spirit today. Yes. Yes. You can. You can. You can, you can. The man didn't even know who healed him. <laughs> Read that story when you get home. It's funny. He didn't know who healed him. Because he had taken up his bed and walked on the Sabbath. And it's fascinating. He knew he was in trouble. But when he found out who Jesus was, he said, hey, he, he didn't want to heal me, get him. He ratted out the man that rooted out his sin. Can I say to you today in closing? Come on, Brother Ricardo. Can I say to you today in closing? The greatest friend you'll ever have in your life is the one that rooted out the sin in your life. Don't you ever rat out Jesus. He's the greatest friend you could ever have. Somebody say yes to that today. 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 It's the best friend you've ever had in your life. And let me say this in closing. Let me just say it. Let me say it in closing. The earth still rotates. The water still rolls. The ocean still flows. The sun still shines and 
You can set your clock by when it comes up and when it sets. The moon still lights the night. There is still greatness in his creation. Everything's still moving. Watch this now. Your heart's pumping today. It's moving because God put it in there. You breathe and you don't even know it. You just breathe unconsciously because God put that breath in you. You can't help yourself. You're alive. But the only thing on earth that says, God, you're not going to move me is man. And when you die, you'll still be decomposing three months from the day they put you in the ground. You'll be decomposing. You're going back to dust eventually. You're going to go all the way back to dust because you're always moving. So don't sit here today and tell me that God can't move you. God loves you. And God wants to heal your sickness. And he wants to touch your maladies. And he wants to bless you where you are in your life today. And I'm preaching to you because I love the fire out of you today. And I want Jesus to do something for you. Great. And I want you to say yes. 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 Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can touch my heart, Lord. Yes, you can touch my spirit. Yes, you can heal me. Yes, you can make me a better man. You can take the bitterness out and put joy in. Yes, you can. Yes, you can, Lord. You can do that for me, and I'm going to let you do that for me today. Would you clap your hands all over the house here right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit clcaustin.com.